Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Yeah, we could talk about basketball, but who cares? They stink. Let's hey, uh, hey, they, well, they're hey, one in five, Zachary. Hey. What do you want? That's, one in five again. Not in the talking points I was handed this morning. <laughs> I was told all is well. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, winning streak starts Saturday. The um, mm. the league has issued a statement on the um, foul last night near the restricted area with 43.7 to go. The collaborative replay center incorrectly told the officials on the floor that that's not reviewable. Now, let me uh, tell another story here real quick, okay? I know someone who works in media relations in a Division II conference, okay? Okay. Let me tell you how uh let me tell you how important collaborative replay is to officials, all right? Let me tell you this story. This uh media relations person was sitting at the scores table for a game. One of the refs on the floor had his phone with him. Pre-game. Okay. That's very unusual. You usually don't have your phone with you as an official. You know what was going on? What? He was on duty that night for some replay center in another league. He was oh. double dipping. Oh. He said, if this rings during the game, let me know, and I'll deal with it. This is the kind of attention to detail we're deliver- we're dealing with in collaborative replay, <laughs> folks. There was a guy working a D2 game one night with his phone at the scores table in case they called for a replay. What's he going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Like- <laughs> oh, He's probably going to give him information like, no, you can't review uh, the restricted area in the final two minutes. That's what we're dealing with on this collaborative replay. That is a true, honest-to-God story. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Wow. That happened. So, (laughs) you know, let's just say we don't know who's on the other end of this phone in collaborative replay. It could be Birmingham. It could be some guy running a Bible study on a Wednesday night. We don't know. We don't know who it is. If you had a D2 game delayed for four to five minutes, uh, our lines are open, 866-285-4005. We'd like to talk to you. Could be a, a Kiwanis League game. I don't know. Bunch of little fourth graders going, what's up? Hold up. <laughs> That's what the deal is. If this phone rings, let me know. <laughs> On the other hand, this is capitalism, right? I mean, hey, it is. hey if they're going to pay you twice the money, go get twice there's, the money. There's probably Hello? not a rule against it. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That really happens, Zach. And I can tell you more uh, during the break that I can't tell on the air about that whole situation. But, yeah. So, let's just say I'm a little uh, skeptical of who's on the other end of the phone when we're on those uh, headphones talking to collaborative replay. They tell you, oh, it's Birmingham. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Birmingham, is someone really paying attention? Birmingham, Michigan. Is someone watching from their couch and they pick up the phone and they see the Mizzou Arena? What? Yeah, I guess I'm watching it. I don't know. Just just end this game already. It stinks. We don't know what's going on there. And the league has um, issued a statement that um, they uh, they goofed up last night. Well done. <laughs> so there you go. This is the first announcement from SEC officiating since December 17th, which just tells you um, that uh, nobody is running that account at no. all. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> Oh man, uh, John and Little Rock. You want fries with that? Hold, hold on, I gotta take the uh, gotta take the call. Yeah, yeah. You pull up to your favorite late night establishment. Uh, please, hold. This is why you have to wait at Wendy's at night. Someone's on the phone with 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 a with a, with a, with a, with a basketball yep. league doing a replay. Hang on, they're doing the Michigan Michigan State game. Hold That's tight. Right. Yeah. What if they uh, hit the wrong button on the wrong headset and they're like? <laughs> Yeah, I got a charge on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, welcome to Burger King. I take your order. <laughs> Whoops. It's that's the A button, not the B button on the headset. Get it right. And then you got AirPods in. Everybody's got so mm-hmm. many things in their ears. It's bizarre. Anyway, I don't want to talk about basketball anymore. 
Uh, Dan Enos is the offensive coordinator now at Arkansas. Wouldn't it be funny? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Uh-huh. So TCU hasn't announced Kendall yet. No, they haven't. Wouldn't it be funny if Arkansas has Enos, TCU's people rebel, and they don't end up hiring Kendall, and he's just sitting there with nowhere to go. It's <laughs> when they look at him, you're fired. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Well, now they're going to announce it. He'll be <laughs> he'll be TCU's offensive coordinator. And look, there's no better place, no better landing spot for him than in a league that doesn't play defense. His defense is really they complicate the trick play thing. The old razzle dazzle. Right. Yep they they mess that up for him. So no, he'll be wonderful there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a sweet tea or a or a? Uh, Three-pointer. I, I, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, listen. I don't. I don't love the Danios hire, but at the same time, I don't hate it. It just is. It is. I wrote down four mm. words, Zach. Mm. Safe, comfortable, affordable, boring. Those are my four words that I wrote down on the Danios hire. As I dug into this today and talked to some people who may share an agent with him, familiarity and philosophy. That was the uh, that was what they kept saying. They know each other. They obviously don't uh, have some sort of a relationship, and they do share a common philosophy. So that's uh, that that makes sense. And you know, again, I mean, this isn't blowing wind up anybody's skirt. Nobody's going. No, the balance of the West did not change because Dan Enos got hired. Uh, nobody went. Oh God, <laughs> Enos, no, nobody anybody did. but him. Nobody did that. Now they're going to be a problem. Now, you're not going to be running tight end sneaks from the five. You're not going to be running double reverses at the five-yard line. That stuff's not going to happen. But, no. you know, it's a, it's a safe hire. It's Nobody's going to get upset. Safe and comfortable. And affordable. They don't have to pay him $2 million. No, they don't. I don't know if they're going to pay him a million dollars. We haven't gonna, found you're, out yet. You're not going to leave the stadium going, why did he call a double reverse? You may go. No. You may leave the stadium going, why did they only have 232 yards? But you won't uh, you won't have any trick plays to uh, you won't have Kendall to kick around anymore. That's right. Yes, uh, Jason and Farmington. You the, Razorback football has um, gone from a sports car to a nice midsize sedan. Reliable, gonna get you where you want to go. Good on gas mileage. Right. Just a good old car. Well, Danny knows is a good old reliable car. Kendall was a uh, you know was a was a uh, you know. At a quadraponic blah pop or whatever it was. Blah punked. Blah punked. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't work. I know. Yeah, I didn't say it was a good sports okay. car, but it was a sports car. Yeah, it was a it was a car that didn't run. That's right. Looked good up on blocks. This is a uh, it looked great in the showroom. Right. Right. But when you got it out there, you know, it it didn't work that good. <laughs> didn't have the NOS Danny feature Enos or any of that. Is stuff. a Ford Taurus. That's right. Boom. Yes. Reliable. Right. Solid metallic blue made in a USA mm-hmm. bucket and made in Michigan. Yep. Hey, why and, not? And, and the air works. That's that, right. That's Danino's. That's right. He is. Uh, he is just a reliable mode of transportation. Razzle dazzle. I'm going to miss that. I am too. We, 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 we got 24 hours out of it. Do you think they killed him off as a character because we were making fun of him all the time? Probably not, but I'd like to believe that. Well, why is it then when we start having fun, they end the fun? I don't. I don't enjoy this. Because that's what they do. I don't like this. That, I don't that, like this. We were no, just getting started. You are all weirdos. <laughs> that's Hunter. <laughs> no fun of any kind. Was he tweeting last night? Who? Um, uh, the head guy. Uh, he was probably uh, tweeting I, about I, refs. I'm Who knows? I, I just can't deal with that anymore. No, he's very dramatic. He is. And at times childish. Agreed. No, I don't. I don't, can't deal with all this. But the people love it, though. The people they do. love it. The base loves it. They love it. Um. Yeah, Kendall may have also been one of those trucks, the souped-up trucks where the exhaust pipe comes out of the front hood. Mm, you know, yes. like one of those, like a dually. He had Kendall. You know what he was? He was a sports car that had two slots for nitrous. He just couldn't afford it. <laughs> That's right. what he was. Right. Or the NAS button never right. got hooked up. Right. Exactly. It was he, there. He just didn't yeah, do didn't, anything. Yeah, he couldn't. He kept hitting it. And nothing worked. <laughs> 
Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. That sound means it's time to Five go o'clock. home. Quitting time. Slide down the back for of everyone the except us. Well, yeah, we, we stay here for another Slide down the back of the Brontosaurus, punch the time card, <laughs> out we go. <laughs> All right. Chuck Barrett joins us here on this uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. in his uh, normal uh, court-appointed time <laughs> slot with us here on Ruskin and Zach. Chuck, good afternoon. Boys, how's it going? I'm envisioning you sitting in a uh, plush velvet chair with a smoking jacket on, <laughs> your headset on, possibly. Well, you know, it's uh, that's 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 not far from the truth. <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine, right? You know, that's, right. that's that. That's what I'm envisioning right now. Was that the longest basketball game on earth last night? Oh, uh, certainly the longest one I've ever been a part of. I mean, two hours. I I, I had it at two thirty six. I saw somebody else had it at two thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Either way, it was a long night. Um, I, I've never been part of a game that was that long. No, you That's got a 40, lot. 40 minutes of basketball. You got yeah, a two lot. hours and thirty six minutes. You got a lot of TV time last night because they kept coming over to you. Well, I think they were probably looking for mice, and I was just kind of there in the background. <laughs> there in the back. I don't, you know, I was the part of the shot that fades away as they kind of, you know, zero in on the we, primary we turned target. It, we turned it into a drinking game in the second well, half. Well, that's shot. good. Whoop. This, yeah, they they weren't looking for me. This is this you. is a uh, this is an interesting problem, or I don't know if problem's even the right word, with with all sports really, because everybody wants everything to be right, but the time it takes sometimes to get some things right, and even last night they got one wrong that they uh, they went over to the monitor on as the league admitted today, like it's just. I don't know. Nobody knows what the right answer is here because you want this to be, you want everything to be as close to accurate as possible, but you really wouldn't like it to take two hours and 40 minutes to adjudicate the thing. Well, you do want it to be accurate. I think they can do that in a more timely manner. I do think you have to trust your initial eyesight and you have to at times trust what you just saw. Uh, I think sometimes they get over there and it's like, well, but wait. I mean, what about this right here? Well, I don't know. Let's, let's call John over here and let him take a look. Uh, I'll stand back over here mid-core. You two guys look. And they go over and, I don't know, roll it back. Well, I don't know what I see. Right? And, you know, you can I mean, you can confuse yourself yes. sometimes. And I think that happens. And I think that there's, uh, there's, you know, I hate to say too much power put in the hands of officials because they have to control the game. But I wonder sometimes who are they performing for. Um, is it that supervisor that's going to determine by their grade who gets the big money ball games when we get into March? Um, are they servicing the game as best they can? Is it a combination of the two? Is it a combination of a lot of things? But for all those reasons, whatever they are, it shouldn't take as long as it does. I mean, the other leagues, you know, the pro leagues have figured it out. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, that's that's the point we were talking about earlier is like in pro – the NBA in particular, in the bubble, they figured out not only how to you know move things along faster, but they also figured out the perfect way for the officials to communicate to everyone what in the world is going on in the first place. And I I, I know many times uh, at Bud Walton, you get up to kind of peek over there and see what they're doing because they just don't tell anybody in the building what's going on usually. No, they relay the information to the PA announcer. And all the PA announcer can really do is try his or her best to repeat verbatim what the lead official just told him. It's pretty noisy in those arenas. Mm-hmm. And um, it would be, by, you know, again, the NBA's got it figured out. What's so hard about it? And, um, you know, you can, you can mic 
pretty much anything now, and it just doesn't seem to me like it would be that hard. But, you know, guys, I, I can sit there and tell you from my vantage point, I can't tell you the number of times late in games when they're looking at replay and you can literally see the people get up and leave. You know, they're contemplating whether or not to try to beat the traffic anyway. But, you know, the game may be so good or, you know, they're the polite type that doesn't want to walk in front of someone when the waning moments are occurring. But you put officials over there for five, eight minutes, a bunch of whining kids. I mean, dad's headed for the exit. Yep. And, yeah. And you, yeah. Just, and you just see it happen over and over and over again. And they, they, they cannot lose sight of the fact that this is entertainment. Yep. That's what this is. They, they, it, it is entertainment. And when there's no entertaining going on, looking at the backside of those zebras watching a replay is not entertainment. And the arena is just dead when that happens. And they got to do something to make it happen more quickly. Put a clock on it. Whatever you figure out within two minutes, that's what we're going with. If you looked, if I handed you the score sheet at the end of the night, took the score off of it, you'd think Arkansas won by 20. I mean, they shot it well in all three phases, from the field, from beyond the arc, at the line. Dominated in rebounding. 21 turnovers. That I keep coming back to that number, and I know Muss is going to talk about it. I know you guys are going to talk about it. But that 21 turnover number, you take that stuff away, you know, they don't blow a 10-point lead with seven minutes to go. Well, there are a couple of stats, and you just talked about one of them uh, specifically and, and touched on the other. I mean, 21 turnovers led to 31 mm-hmm. points off those turnovers, and you're minus 18 in that category. Mizzou's generally about plus 10 um, in that category. When you, you know, 22 to 12 basically was where they were on average. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you're eight below average there basically. But, you know, you look at the offensive rebounds. They had 13 offensive rebounds, but only eight second-chance points. That's telling you that they're not converting on the opportunities, uh, you know, that they're that they're getting right there. And, um, you know, you're plus five in bench points, but you're plus six in offensive rebounds. You ought to be up a lot more in second-chance points there uh, with, with that many offensive rebounds. So I'd point to both those stat lines and say that had something to do with it and, I mean, 40 free throws, uh, you know, that's an incredible number of free throws. And they made, I think, 10 of 11 in the last 202. And um, unfortunately, and I say it because I think it's boring, but unfortunately that's how you seal the deal in this era of college basketball is you go to the free throw line at the end and you just make free throw after free throw. Oh. It, it, you know, Arkansas has uh, won plenty of games in the last couple of years uh, doing that. It just seems to be more exciting when Arkansas is making free throws to salt away a game uh, than the opponent. But uh, we're talking with Chuck Barrett here on Ruskin and Zach. Overall, you know, it, it's a, it's one of those weird games where, okay, you don't get the win, but I thought they played a whole heck of a lot better on last night than they did on Saturday against Vanderbilt. I agree with that, and I mean it's still a loss, and and I don't want to you know make it sound like it wasn't because it was, uh, but yeah, I thought they competed a lot harder uh, last night than they did in the Vanderbilt game. Um, you know they um, they've not really had many ball games where they start well and they finish well. Sometimes it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a good start last night. Um, you know, certainly the opposite of the way it started against Missouri and Fayetteville. I mean, they're out to a 7 to nothing lead. Missouri's, I mean, they're struggling to make every pass. But they didn't finish well. And now there were a variety of factors that went into all that. But, you know, at the end of the night, you look in, in, inside the final minute and you look at the way Missouri was able to get to the foul line and, and, you know, win the ball game there, basically. So they didn't finish quite the way they wanted to, but, you know, you look at those five quick at the end, Anthony Black scored. That's a team that's still competing. Mm-hmm. Um, flawed, you know, flawed. I mean, they're flawed in a lot of ways. But being, you know, being less than competitive last night, certainly, I don't think it was one of their flaws. A lot has happened since we talked the last time, the Vanderbilt game and on the fracas near halftime and all of that kind of stuff. Um, two-part question. I was listening to Christian Leitner on a podcast, and he was talking about freshmen hitting the wall. And they, he said it was right around February 1 where he hit it. And he got, you know, the body just started to go, you know what? I'm not used to this grind. Are we seeing, I mean, we think of these kids as un- invincible. 
But I, I look at a guy like Jordan Walsh. I mean, all the physical tools that you want, it just hasn't come together for him. They, you know, you're, you're through a semester of class. You're into your second semester. You know, you know, you've been to college. You know how this works. The second semester of your freshman year is a grind. Are we starting to see some of the um, some you know some of these guys, some of these younger guys, starting to hit the wall a little bit? And now they'll bounce back. You know, in a couple of weeks, they'll get their legs back. But it just seems to me like we're we're sort of in a grind here, and and it feels like they've hit the wall. I don't think there's any doubt we're in the grind part of the season. Um, you know, there's 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 no question about that. Now, you know, Walsh didn't miss a shot Mm-mm. last night. I mean, he didn't miss a shot. He was four of four, made a couple of threes, hit his free throws. Um, but you know, he didn't play defense without fouling last night, and him going out of the ball game was significant. That, you know, those were, you know, that was a significant fifth foul when he came out of the game because I thought last night Walsh really played within the framework of the offense, um, particularly when Mizzou went zone. Um, I thought that, you know, he, in, in many respects, played as well last night as he's played in a while. I do think it may be a little bit different now. I don't know how much, you know, in, in Leitner's era, and, and I mean, those, those guys were great players, and I know they played year-round. I don't know if they played as many games then as a lot of these kids do now. Um, you know, when I look at Walsh and, and his progression or, you know, a freshman's, any freshman's progression or, or lack of progression sometimes, you know, t- to me it has more to do with what's going on between the ears as opposed mm. to whether or not they get tired. And um, that stuff comes and goes, frankly, with freshmen sometimes. Um, you know, Black had a number of turnovers last night. I don't think that was because he was tired, um, you know, and, and – I hope that Walsh can continue to do what he did last night because if he can, uh, you know, with the way the schedules turn and with some home games coming, they've, you know, they've they've got a chance to you know catch up a little bit. Okay, we're talking with Chuck Barrett here. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky on Ruskin and Zach. I, I guess another thing about the, the the game last night that following the Vanderbilt game, it felt like you had to scrap a bunch of stuff and you were starting over. Last night. It feels like, even though they lost, I mean, if you're a co- out here on the outside, we can, uh, you know, look at wins and losses. On the inside, they've got to find little things that they can motivate off of that went well in, in, in the ballgame. And I think there were quite a few things, Jordan Walsh's performance on the offensive end, one of them, that it doesn't feel like you're totally starting over as you get ready for the Ole Miss game. There are things to build upon with this one. Well, I think one of the things, and and look, it it starts with competing. I mean, you know, you got to be willing to compete. We talked about a little just a few minutes ago that you know last night they looked like a much more competitive team. And when you look at the final numbers, here's here's what I'm driving at. Um, you got nine rebounds for Devo. You got nine rebounds for Makai. You got eight rebounds for Anthony Black to go with seven assists. You got seven rebounds for Kamani. That's 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 guys competing, you know. That's that's guys being physical and and going inside and, uh, you know, this team's not going to be a you know a pretty team in terms of the way they 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 win games. Man, they got to be uh, they got to be rugged and win some that are, you know, maybe not real pretty. And you know, until you add it up at the end. And I just think when you look at a team that rebounds that way, it means they're competing. You know, it 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 means that that's that's not a team that's quit by any stretch, and I don't think that's going to happen. They need to win a game. I mean, that's they right, just need yep. to win a game. You got three straight SEC games at home. Uh, you know, let's 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 make up some ground right here. Yeah, that that's what we were talking about too, Chuck. Is that like you put all this prep in, you want the dividend, which is the win, and that's the next part that uh, they desperately need to figure out how to. How to get to? I I guess I had not been paying attention, but Texas A and M's five and zero. Yeah, in, in the league, I looked up. I was watching the the tail end of their game last night with Florida. They're five and zero, and we don't talk about them enough. Well, I they're mean, not we, ranked yet. Well, for some yeah, reason, yeah, for some reason they're not ranked. I mean, we we talk about Alabama, we talk about Tennessee. Kentucky seems to have righted the ship a little bit, and all of a sudden here comes Texas A and M, which makes and this is sort of my question to you is twelve left. What gets them in? I mean, we talk about going 500. Is 8 and 10 getting them into the tournament? I don't know. I mean, uh, that's that's always, you know, the question when you're right around the 500 mark. You know, A&M's a strange deal. I mean, this is, 
they've kind of fallen into this pattern under Buzz Williams. I mean, they lose some games in non-conference play, and it's like, how did they lose that game? What are they, 13-5? and five? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, how do you lose five games in non-conference play and then go 5-0 and oh in the SEC? Now, you know, they've not hit the big part of their schedule. But nevertheless, they are 5-0 and oh in the league. And, you know, as you say, I mean, it, it does become a numbers game at some point. You look at Arkansas right now, you've still got to play home and home with A&M. You still got to play home and home with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Still got to go to Tuscaloosa. Still got to go to Knoxville. And you know you get, as I said, home and home with Kentucky. But you know Kentucky went to Knoxville and won. It's not like you know Kentucky may not be vintage, but they went to Knoxville and won. So they can come to Fayetteville, win too. And um, so my point is, is that there are a certain number of games that you look at and you say that you know if we're going to finish 500 or if we're going to get to 10 and 8, these are games that. You know, we need to win. And when you look at what they've got coming up at home, these games fall into that category. So um, it's time to make up some ground. And, you know, as you do that, uh, there's nothing wrong with figuring it out while you're winning. You know, uh, they've figured some things out, but they've still been losing games. And they got right to the point last night where they could win and they just couldn't close the deal. And, um, I don't know that they know how to win yet as a unit. Forget how far along they are in college basketball. Uh, I, I don't know that they know how to win as a unit yet in a close game when, you know, every little movement matters. And so, um, you know, maybe they can win a game like that. And maybe what happens over the course of these three ball games will put them in a better, you know, a better position to do that when they face a lot of those really tough games again. Yeah. Uh, it's your drive home here on Ruskin and Zach, powered by Mr. Sparky. Uh, football news also front and center. Kendall Bryles leaves or whatever happened there, and uh, they bring back Dan Enos. I wrote down some words here, Chuck. Um, safe, comfortable, affordable. Those are some of the things, to I think, with, um, with Dan Enos' hire at Arkansas. Here's the thing I'm most encouraged by on that is they had a plan. There was no hesitation whatsoever. They knew where they were going. Uh, they were prepared for this. He knew exactly the phone call that he wanted to, or he knew exactly the phone call that he wanted to make and who he wanted it to be to. And that's a decisive head coach. Now, you know, we can debate till we're blue in the face about Dan Enos, but I'm going to tell you this, and, and um, here's the thing that, you know, I don't know if everybody realizes about him. Even when he was here, I was always struck by how – Football people, coaches, the people within the industry really respected his acumen. Um, You know, Saban hired him to be his quarterback's coach and his associate head coach. And, you know, when he went to Maryland, Mike Loxley's the head coach there, and he was an assistant on the Alabama Mm -hmm. staff. A lot of the Alabama guys went up there. Um, You know, he was not one of Saban's reclamation projects. I mean, he named him his associate head coach and quarterback's coach. So, um, this is a guy that's very highly thought of. He may not win the, you know, he may not be a guy that you know gives you a, a, a great soundbite on television. He may not be the rah rah guy. Honestly, away from football, I can remember when he was here. He was probably the most like your next door neighbor of any assistant football coach out there. Uh, but his knowledge of offense is highly respected among people in the business and. Again, I, I'm, I don't know what happened with Bryles. I do think there comes a point when, you know, your assistant's name is mentioned in connection with so many jobs that you got to say, all right, you're going to take this one. And I don't know what happened. But obviously he's gone to TCU, and Dan Enos is Arkansas's offensive coordinator. And, again, I'm just most encouraged by the fact that um, there wasn't any waiting around. He knew exactly the trigger that he wanted to pull, and he did it, and, you know, Dan Enos is recruiting today and will be recruiting tonight. And that's what you have to do in a time like this. I, I talked to somebody today that shares an agent with uh, Sam Pittman, and two words they said to me was familiarity and philosophy. They're familiar with each other. They work together. They can work together. And then, two, they share a, a common philosophy, which is we're coming downhill. We want to run the football, which I think it, Sam Pittman wants to do as an offensive line coach, and, and he has expressed to us when we've had him on, we want to run the football, and I, you know, Enos is not a spread guy. I mean, he is a, a more pro style guy. You're going to see, 
there's going to be more put on KJ as far as the passing game goes, but I think he can make KJ a better pro prospect and a better quarterback overall. Well, we'll have to see exactly how they decide to, you know, line up. I'm sure there are going to be some differences and some tweaks and some things that, you know, look different than what we've seen the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's, it's the head coach's football team. And uh, I think you could probably say familiarity and philosophy with three out of every four coaching hires in the history of college football. So I think that part's probably pretty accurate. The, uh, the, the Browse thing is so much of a mystery because we never – got to hear from him. I don't know if who's uh, if that was Sam's choice, the university's choice, Bryles' choice, but we just never, like, he was there and we'd see him on, on the games and stuff, but we never, like, I mean, I think at the media got to talk to him like once or twice a year. It was really, it, it's the first time that's happened around here. Well, you know, this is kind of the trend in college football. The last head coach that we've had here, I can just tell you from you know working it the last head coach that we've had here that required the coordinators to go before the media was Petrino um, because every Monday he did his deal and then the coordinators did theirs or vice versa however the schedule was that day I think that and I just to be very honest I, I think fan criticism of coordinators has reached a fever pitch. I mean, every time a play doesn't work, let's fire the coordinator. Right. Not just, you know, hey, let's think about what we're doing here. Let's fire somebody. You know, let's fire someone today. You know, it happens every Saturday at every school. And I think head coaches have a, um, you know, I, I think there's probably a hesitancy, and rightly so to just throw their coordinators out there on the firing line. They're not getting, you know, they're paid well, um, but they're not getting paid what the head coach is getting paid. And, you know, um, I mean, let's just be honest. Have you heard some of the questions? I, I, mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, you know. Um, I think I think coaches, head coaches particularly, are probably real hesitant to do that now, and I understand why. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a tricky balance because I, I feel like if – the fans understood more. Some of some of the fans, not all, but some of them would be less um, likely to to jump to criticism right away. I mean, the the fans here from Pittman, they seem to be slower to to, to criticize him. But I understand too that you want to um you know you, you got to think about how to manage the whole situation too. So it's a well, tricky, here's it's a the tricky thing. job, and you know this from having followed college sports. I mean. If you like the head coach and the play doesn't work, it's the offensive coordinator's mm, fault. Yes. If you're down on the head coach and the play doesn't work, well, the head coach is meddling in the offensive coordinator's <laughs> business. It's the same argument. It's been that way for decades. It, it varies from campus to campus. It's cyclical. But that's how it works. And so, um, you know, sometimes we throw these guys under the bus and, you know, we just don't really know what we're talking about. Yeah, Myself included. 99% of the time they forget, you know, hey, well, the right guard missed a block. That's why it got blown yeah, up. It's that simple sometimes. Head to Twin Peaks and Rogers, your sports headquarters, where the 29-degree draft beer is flowing, the kitchen is bursting with made-from-scratch fan favorites, and the game is blasting from every angle. Come in for the ultimate game day experience or visit them online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com to order to go or delivery and enjoy your Twin Peaks scratch favorites from home. More TVs, bigger screens, plus their scenic views. There's more to watch at Twin Peaks. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal Protection Plan. 
Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. All right, let's do it. Uh, it. (laughs) Now, I want you to know I put a lot of thought into these this week. And with every poll question, I ask myself. Does that mean usually you don't? Yeah. Oh, okay. Usually it's just, you know, all willy-nilly. Wow. Um, but but I ask myself, can I ask Chuck this question? Oh, God. And I'm sure you went with yes. <laughs> These are all the questions I answered no to. Okay. Uh, your Ruskin and Zach Twitter poll. Sponsored by Bud Anderson Heating and Cooling on Twitter at Ruskin Zach, R-U-S-C-I-N-C-A-Z-A-C-H. Uh, Chuck, which of the following best describes you? <laughs> the reason someone smiles or the reason someone drinks? Oh, gosh. Well, it depends on the day. Depends on who you ask. I would like to think it's make someone smile. I but, would like to think that. Okay. All right. That's what I'm going with. Okay, right. fair enough. Final answer. Uh, Chuck, yeah. do beavers know what they're doing, or do they just see water flowing and think absolutely not? <laughs> Ooh, I think they know what they're doing. They're okay. they're, they're They're crafty. <laughs> They are. They're crafty. Uh, we had a wild discussion on Tuesday. They're left-handed beavers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, have you ever met a right-handed pitcher that was crafty? All lefties are crafty. No, right you're right. Are not. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. We had a lively discussion about fire extinguishers on Tuesday. Uh, have you ever used a fire extinguisher? Not for a fire, no. But I have used one in a, uh, you know, kind of a prank deal. So, yes, yes, I have extinguished a fire extinguisher. You have my attention. But that's been years ago. Uh, ah, and the facts are blurred. Oh. You know, you've got the 20-year rule. Anything that <laughs> happened over 20 years ago is off the table. Got it. Uh, true or false? Uh, if your flight gets canceled, most airports have a secret fleet of backup planes with lots of seats available, but they're only available if you're mean to low-level employees. Well, you know, a lot of people think that. I've never actually seen it work, but uh, I've seen a lot of people try. Uh, Chuck, would you let a tarantula crawl on your face for 90 seconds for $1,000? No. Really? No. Well, okay, what, what's, your, what's the price where we could put a tarantula on your face and you would be cool with it? Maybe a million. Million? DQ yeah. said Good answer. Good DQ answer. said 150. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, DQ's a poor college student. That's I mean, true. She's, she's trying to graduate. That, that, well, Wipe out all those student debts. That's it's right. grand. Yeah. It's ironic you mentioned the That's word right. graduate because this is a big semester for DQ. This is the I fo- heard that the, the other day. This is the fourth quarter. And right. um, let's be honest, it's a little dicey. So, as a graduation gift, I bought her Taylor Swift tickets in Kansas City in July. Is that right? Yeah, it's one July. Okay. Wow. The condition is that she has to graduate in order to use the ticket. So I ask you, which is more important to DQ, graduating college or the Taylor Swift concert? Oh, the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I mean, you know, a college degree will last you the rest of your life. I mean, Taylor Swift's not going to be young forever. That's so, exactly right. You know, you got to take the tickets and run. 91% of people said that the Taylor Swift concert was no much question. more important. Uh, very provocative discussion yesterday on jail. Um, what percentage of our listening audience do you think has been to jail? Oh, gosh. I'm, well, your audience or like the station in general? Our, our, no, our, our, our your little, audience. Yeah. Your audience. Our little rompus room here in the afternoon, yes. Been to jail, even for like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. we, we a camel guy called, and uh, he got sent up the river for uh, shooting an AK at a guy's tire. So that sort well, of prompted the, uh, the jail discussion. I'm going to say uh, 17% of your 17%, audience. All right. wow. 17%, ironically, if people agree with you. The number one answer at 44% was 26 wow. to 50. 26 to 50. Well, I, I see. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get the spread like that. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was going with an exact gotcha. figure. Uh, which orange came first, the fruit or the color? Uh, the fruit. I'm gonna guess. Okay. 74 percent of you yeah. agreed. What do we call that? Well, we call it uh, orange. <laughs> orange. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> this one, um, I, I actually tailored specifically for you. Oh, okay. No. How far do bald people go when they wash their face? Above the eyebrows or below? Uh, they go above. Okay. All right. 84.8% of you said above the eyebrows. It's nice of you to ask that. Well, you know, I'm trying to be all inclusive now. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to go well. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah. I feel an email coming. That's right. Uh, on a normal work day, do you shower the night before or when you wake up? When I wake up. 
Okay. So 63.7% of you. I don't know who these animals are that sleep, that like take a shower, then go to sleep. Well, they're children. Oh, they're children. <laughs> you know. It's, you know, you're, you're, you got to get them up and get them moving the next morning. I, so you have the shower, bath, and I before. Now I know you're a man who is uh, who knows his way around a buffet. So uh, what is what is the best? man? You're going. I mean, you're going for the jugular today. <laughs> well, what is the best chicken fried? Is it bacon, chicken, or steak? Steak. Yes. Just Chick- regular old chicken. Not a lot of breading, but just regular old chicken fried steak. White gravy. Yeah, not too thick, if you wouldn't mind. What kind of sides you want on there? Uh, green beans, maybe. Green beans, a little corn? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Throw in a roll? Maybe. See, I told maybe, you. Yeah. Something maybe. green. Soft roll, yeah. soft roll. Soft roll. Yeah, you don't want yeah. one with a hard crust on no. it. No. No cornbread either. No, well, I mean, cornbread's okay. Okay, now here's a question. How do you eat your cornbread? Chuck, I will throw you off this air if you answer this question wrong. <laughs> How do you eat your cornbread? I put butter on it and eat it. Okay. All right, okay. These, these heathens. Is that acceptable? That is an acceptable okay. answer. The, these these animals, these, these wackos that, like, dunk their uh, cornbread in milk. Have you heard oh, this? Boy. Oh, I have relatives that do that. What is yes. what is that? Well, we're country. Is that like a genetic flaw? Somewhere? I don't know. It's the people that put peanuts in their coke are the people that do that. <laughs> they put their cornbread in their milk. <laughs> I have I have people that some of my people do that. So I mean, you know, where you come down on honey? See, I'm a I'm a, a butter honey guy on my cornbread. Nah, I'm not really a honey guy. Okay, too sweet. Mm. Is that possible? Yeah, honey's a little too sweet for me. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, I had one more for you, and and I got to go back here. So just bear with me. I'll, I'll talk. Uh, Scott has texted right. in that that's a delicacy, cornbread and milk. Mm. So. Chuck, you ever I know had- a lot of people believe that. Yes. <laughs> you ever had sardines? I have. We discussed this. Did we? Okay. Yeah. Um, that was that was one of the questions I wanted to ask You're you. You're repeating again? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That's no. okay. Hey, I, I keep up. That's okay. Okay. This okay. Is- oh, no, no, no. Okay. So now I remember. Um, have, have you seen the trailers for this movie? Um, a man called uh, a man named Otto. Otto yeah. I've heard a lot about the movie. I've not seen the trailers. Is he a grumpy old man? Yes. Okay. They sell it as like grumpy old men, and it is most definitely not. Quick question. Yeah. If you're going to a movie in which you know the dog is going to die, are you going? No. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. That's a, that's so the... uh, so he dies? Is that what no, you're no, 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 just uh, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Okay. We, we have a 365-day rule. I understand. In a year, we'll talk spoilers. But the, <laughs> okay. that was one of the saddest movies I've ever seen in my life, The uh, the Man wow. Called Otto. Yeah. It, oh was, it was rough. All right. <laughs> did you cry? Yes, I did. Wow. And yes, if, I did. If you don't think I'm not cutting out not too thick, if you don't mind, <laughs> that'll come back. <laughs> oh, that's I come- walked right into that. I, one, can, I? I can use that in so yeah, many different yeah. <laughs> I hear your little drops on there. Yeah. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. With 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the gang and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! Cabbage Head's on the phone. Yes, Cabbage Head. Hey, guys, good show. A couple things. Uh, With the teams we've got right now, I just don't see how that we can go and be successful with what we got, with not the shooting that we need, three-point free throws, and then have to deal with the home cooking with the refs wherever we go, too. It's not a winnable situation. Now, if we had a more powerful team, we could probably deal better with the home cooking. But, guys, you got to agree with me. Those those people didn't make some calls that they should have the other night, last night. It, it's just a, a proven fact. And another, another thing, do you think there's a problem – with uh, the people that are leaving the football program and getting along with the coaching staff, do you think uh, that has anything? Now, I know the dollar, the bottom line dollar for the for the guy going and getting a better position uh, o- 
OC or, you know, whatever the situation. But I didn't think uh, Pittman was uh, uh, was hard to get along with. Uh, I'll get off here and hear your guys' comment. All right. You want me to take this one? Go ahead. I'll chime in. Okay. I'm going to quote um, uh, the great Ray Zelinsky, the auto parts king. Of course. Here, if I may. As he uh, famously uh, told uh, Tommy Boy Callahan that what the American public doesn't know is what makes them the American public. Hmm? And um, he went on to tell, um, you know, he says, I make car parts for the American working man because that's who I am. That's who I care about. In truth, I make car parts for the working man because I'm a hell of a salesman and he doesn't know any better. (laughs) There's a public persona and then there's the other side of most people. Yeah, we've all we're all like that. That's right. Yes. And there 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 over the last 2 years there have been some um some conflicts between uh, members of that coaching staff. Mm-hmm. In that room, what and you see is not always what no, you no, no, get. No, no, no. Whoa. What was that? Jeez. Watch the TV. Yeah, yeah, I got it. We right. got to come up with a better system here. Why don't we get rid of half the crap in this room? That's not, the better system. That's, that's not on the plan. We'll put the TV on the floor then. I can do that. Okay, all right. All right, where were we? You were talking about... Um, Conflicts within yes, the other uh, coaching right. staff. Yes. And and a lot of it we don't know about. But they exist. And they look, they exist in every coaching staff. It's not just unique to this one. There were a thousand conflicts under Bielema. Some of the... And you, you talk about players leaving. You talk about coaches leaving. Some of it is just guys, you know, they, they're done. They don't want to work there anymore. And they want to go find some, you know, find a better place to go work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what it is. Right. Here's what I think. This is just a theory with the Bryles thing. Because I think Pittman got tired of Bryles flirting with every job that came open. And he said, son, you're either with us or you're, out, or you're not. Well, I heard this from one person, and I'm like, you know what? That actually makes sense. That was the internet scuttlebutt today that I okay. saw. Was that uh, they finally said, you know what? No. Take your other offer then. If it's so much better than this yeah. place. If it's real, have at it. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing too, like Kendall Bryles is not as good as everyone thinks he is. Like he may be a pretty good play caller, but people behave like he's Norm Chow and he ain't. He hasn't won squat anywhere. And, um, you know, the best years he was working for his dad, who was actually the offensive mastermind. He's not irreplaceable. Right. There are coaches that are irreplaceable. Ask, ask uh, Dabo about Brent Venables. Yes. That, that was okay. a guy that in that spot was irreplaceable. They have they have struggled since. When um, Tony Franklin left Clemson and that offense just went to hell, mm-hmm. that was irreplaceable. Kendall Browse is not irreplaceable. But the perception publicly, I guess it's because a lot of the media wants to curry favor with Sexton so they'll get scoops. But the well, per- that's not happening. The perception is that he's great, and he isn't. Well, some of that, some of that is propaganda. Some of that is is looking at numbers and not looking deeper into things. And I, I think the 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 more senior people have you know have kind of gone, well, you know you know so you know they will score points next year. Yes, they're going to give up a ton, but they're going to score. Yeah, some we points. do not know how good they're going to be on defense next the, year. That's you know, McLaughlin uh, announced today that he's coming back. So you got your two to- you got your two top corners back. That's good news. Yeah. But they're they're going to score but, points. I mean, Sanders is back. KJ's back. You know, I don't know anything about these new receivers. But, but we'll see. Most of the romanticism around Kendall has nothing to do with play calling. It's that he's the guy that got in some trouble or was near some trouble, and this is like another chance. And people, good, bad, or indifferent, are curious about those type of stories. You know, he wasn't actually um, um, directly named in a lot of this stuff, but he was all all up in that that uh, situation that was going on there. Uh, at Baylor from some of the stories that are readily available to you out there on the internet to read. But everybody's curious because he's the one that's still allowed to work. He hasn't been canceled. So everybody's kind of curious how it'll go. That's the fascination with Kendall Bryles. He's not a great offensive play caller. He's not a great offensive mind. He's not all that creative. He's kind of a, um, you know, I don't know. But you know what? He wears all black. He's got the fingers taped up. It's interesting. It's it's uh, it's colorful. It it's looks TV. Good. It, it looks lo- good. It's it's sizzle, not steak. That's what it is, and that's the fascination with him. Like most Texans, by the way, it's stuff. It's style over substance. Like most people from the state of Texas, there are a few exceptions, but most people from Texas are, as they say, all hat and no cattle. And that's Kendall Bryles. Out. 
I'm looking into this. We're going to launch a new investigative series for $7.99 a month. I think Jimmy Sexton killed Tusk 5. I really do. I think he was involved. I can't prove it yet, but we're, um, we've, we're reviewing evidence. We're getting a documentary team together on this. Okay. I think Jimmy Sexton did it. Well, we at least need to know. Um, I think we, we need to gather some information. I mean, all of these events coinciding are more than a coincidence, I think. Right. And uh, I will be uh, we'll be sampling the groundwater. We'll be uh, we'll be looking into uh, any kind of footage we can find, uh, all sorts of things. I think Jimmy Sexton is involved here, or one of his um, shadow men behind the scenes. Mm, okay, is involved in this as a distraction for the uh, the Kendall Browse story. That's what I think. All right, we're looking into that. That's what we're looking into here in the news center. Now that uh, now that we have a fully functioning news center. Now that TQ yeah. is back. Yeah. Yeah, boy, Arkansas loved announcing the Enos thing before TCU announced the Kendall thing. Like they were very excited about that. It feels like that had been um, been in motion for a couple of they days. They were very excited. They were very. Like, ahead we of that. got it first. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, I don't know that they went exactly that route, but okay, that's how it's playing out on the internet. They what, were. You, you don't want to watch Doctor Shivago? What are you doing? I was just seeing if the. Oh, okay. uh, I was just seeing if something else was on. Oh, okay. You know, Dude, Zach's I, running the re- remote in here, so yeah, everybody, hang on. It could be a bumpy that's ride. Right. Oh. We could watch the first round of the American Express. Hey, do you think people are going to watch the live golf on the CW? Sure. Well, I'm, somebody will. It's golf. Yeah. I mean, we, there's some like serious golf fanatics. Look, nobody's watching the Hartford Open. Okay. People are watching, you know, the big the big tournaments. Nobody cares yeah. about the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. I watch the Masters. I'll watch, you know, the the, the British. The, I'll watch the U.S. That's about it. But it's different because, uh, you know, live golf is funded by the Saudis. And I just think in the interest of full disclosure, you should know that the CW is 75% owned by Nexstar Broadcasting. So just um, you can tie the um, tie it all together there. Jaron just, just Lowell, so you know. Jaron Lowell, great question. Uh, does my sem- memory serve me right? Wasn't Dan Enos kind of disappointing the last time he was here? They were 19 and 19. Boy, could they move the ball? They 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 had they had one good year under him, and now offensively was defense was more more the problem. It was um, he. There were some really good. There were some good moments. You know the the, the Brandon Allen years were in there, and hey, he Dan Enos called the Henry Heath play, folks. Well, there you go. He called that play, Chuck. So I mean that alone. That's that's what you're looking for right there. <laughs> He's he is a much more. St- the word that was said to me today by someone who has Jimmy Sexton as an agent, mm. there is now an adult in the room. Mm. Okay. Okay. They were that that and that spoke volumes to me that you know, hey, we we need somebody who's sane. Oh. And you know, then now now you have one. Safe, comfortable, affordable, boring. an adult. Yeah. An adult. Yeah. He's a sedan. Just going to get S- you where you want to go. Sedan Enos. Got it. Sedan Enos. There you go. Uh, DQ right. like that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's two in a He's week a for sedan. me. That's, that's right. two in a week. I made one of Tommy's friends laugh, and let's be honest. Right. That's an accomplishment. Dan uh, Enos, the yep. Honda Accord. No. Just, no. He, just Camry. Camry. He's a Camry. Right. Camry. Mm, I'd say Honda Accord would be He's a Prius. A better fit. No, no. He's not a Prius. He's not a hybrid? No, 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 no. 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 All right. He's just reliable. A to B, boom, you're getting there. Uh, Shane and Alma says, isn't that what Pittman is supposed to be? Different context. When you get all the offensive coaches together, it's not great to have a teenager leading you. You know, hey, guys, let's just throw it 85 times. Now, you pointed out that Dan Enos was the OC for a a not-so-spectacular afternoon in Little Rock against Toledo. Toledo 16, Arkansas 12. Where they threw it 51 times against a MAC team. Who did not have uh, Kareem Hunt that day. He was suspended. Their best running back. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't okay, play. Hang, hey, on, hang, still on, hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Because we got to do two positives. And Okay, all right. So it was a beautiful day in Little Rock. It was. It was a game in which they were heavily favored. Yes. They threw it 51 times and lost. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's how you do it. That's the way it's done right there. Yes. <laughs> but he called the Henry Heave. He did. So, okay, let's try it this way. Right. He called the Henry Heave. Uh-huh. He was um, responsible for a win over TCU in double overtime hey, on the road. Go. And they lost it to a max goal, 16-12. Yeah. Jason from Fayetteville points out that he's a good Honda Accord. I love Honda Accord. That, that'll get you where you need to go. Yes, it yeah. will. Nissan Altima. Good, solid. Get you there. 
Uh, Kevin Lake Hamilton points out uh, Dan Enos, the only FBS coach when he was at Central Michigan to offer Carson Wentz a scholarship. Well, got an eye for talent there. And you saw the... And listen, all of this is by design. Zach, who was the first player that Dan Enos visited today on the recruiting trail? (laughs) Do you know? I don't. Was he in Little Rock? Yes. Was he visiting a quarterback? Yes. From Little Rock Christian? Yes. Weird! His name was Walker White. Really? Yes. Because what I heard was he uncovered as long as Bryles was here. Weird! So, who's the first person he went to go visit? Walker White! That's exactly right. Yes. Really weird. Yes. Tells you, there you go, right there. (laughs) It's all working, folks. It's all working right now. Yep, that's right. That's right. Oh man! Was he a junior? I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's he's good. Yeah. He, he's he's got. I'd like to see he, him get the. Um, he, he can sling it a little bit. I'd like to get him see them get the archer kid. Well, that that's a couple. Way. That's a couple years. I know, I know, I know. But eventually, I mean, this was the the story that that I heard was that um, the you know, that Walker White was not interested in the University of Arkansas as long as Kendall Browse was the OC. Razzle, that was the story. That's the story I heard. Yeah. and that's a fairly reliable source on that. Let's talk to uh, JW now. Hi, JW. Hey, is Walter White? Is he like a chemistry student? That's no, Walker. Walker, Walker, White. like Texas Ranger. Walker, Walker. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I got crosswired there. Hey, I, I got to give you an update. Are you familiar with the term mission creep? Have you ever heard that term? No, no. What mission creep is like, say there's a hill out there that's maybe 200 yards away. And your whole mission is just to get to the top of the hill. There is no other scenario as you get to the top of the hill. On the way to the hill, you get about 50 yards out, and a little grasshopper hops up, and then it turns into a dragon. So you got to go kill the dragon. While you're killing the dragon, like seven or eight of his dragon friends show up, and then you have to slay all them and clean the blood off your sword and stuff. And by now you have forgotten what the original mission was. You were totally lost. And this is what's happened with the money is that mission creep has set in too many times. So what I am going to do tomorrow, I'm going to go down to the little corner store, drink some coffee, stone sober, come back, spend about two hours, looking for the damn money, and if I don't find it under those conditions, I'm going to go in and do some serious day drinking and get just stoned out of my mind and keep looking for it until I find it. I would like like option B. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you got to do these in sequence. Well, now, J.W., hang on. Now, Matt and Farmington yesterday uh, suggested that we send out a, a legion from the Merry Band of Idiots to go get drunk with you. And help you find the money. No, that, that's a bad idea. We we would totally, that would be mission creep to the max. Okay. We would end up doing God knows what. But anyway, it'd probably end up in Johnson County Jail or Polk County Jail or some jail someplace. And that that's, that's counterproductive. But anyway, I won't be able to call you because if I have to institute Plan B... <laughs> Uh, I won't know what I'm doing right. later in the evening, and I'll end up calling that other sports show on that other network, and they'll say, "What the hell are you talking right. about finding right. yeah, money?" No. Well, and, you, and you also know, you know, look, plan. a good artist that does not let their flow get interrupted. I mean, if you're if you're on a exactly. heater, you keep going. I got you. Yeah, and that, that that I'm, but I am planning on resolving this issue tomorrow, one way or the other. I'm hoping I have a smile at the end of the day. Not a frown because, you know, and whoops, I'd like to keep talking to you all. Yeah. But there's somebody at the door. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jason. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most bizarre JW call we've had. (laughs) All right. This would be a great time to pause, wouldn't it? (laughs) I think so. Oh, my God. (laughs) This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.